In this week's Across the Pod podcast, I am joined by Redmen TV's Steve Hoare, who gives me his thoughts on the declining Tennessee Titans. I think this just looks so impotent offense at the moment, obviously. Um, the quarterback injuries are a big blow, but the receiving calls are very good. And I give my thoughts on the latest concussion for Tua. I, I think I don't think he'll train certainly this week, and I think I'm certainly not against him being out the rest of the year because at the end of the day, his health is way more important than anything than winning games. So I think. Welcome back to the Across the Pod NFL podcast. We are here for a week 16 review and with me I've got a very special guest. If you're a Liverpool fan or into football you may want to know this man very well. I've got with me Redmen TV, Steve Hall. How are you Steve? I'm very good mate, thank you for having me on the show. I'm looking forward to it. Nice to talk about a different sport rather than football, well soccer all the time I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah of course it's a um, busy time for both sports but how was your Christmas overall? It was very, very good, yeah. I've got, I've got two young kids, so it's chaos. But uh, yeah, yeah, I had a good one, mate. Yeah, it was uh, plenty of food, was eating and plenty of alcohol, drunken, like I say. And I've got, a, I've got an eight-year-old boy and a four-year-old girl, so you can imagine our house was just carnage. But it's been good. Yeah, I can only imagine. I mean, <laughs> someone who hasn't got kids, I can't imagine what that's like having having young ones. But it must be nice at the same time, you know, have kids believing in Santa and all that. It must be quite a nice. Um, experience as a parent for a young kid to have that. Um, but of course, anyone who knows Steve from his Twitter or his previous work on Cover 2 TV will know that he's a Green Bay Packers fan. So I want to ask you, as your first time guest on the podcast, uh, what made you Green Bay Packers? Yeah, it's a long time ago now. So Brett Favre was the quarterback when I started following the Packers. It was essentially very, very simple. Me and my brother used to play Madden all the time. And um he found out that having been the Indianapolis Colts with Peyton Manning was almost like a cheat code. Uh, every team I tried to beat him with, I couldn't get nowhere near him. And one day I stumbled on the Packers, basically. Um, this was in the early 2000s and I, and I beat him. And then it was because of Brett Favre, which was just ridiculous on the game. And then, yeah, so I, I, that, I just started getting interested in them through that, really. And then read up on them, started watching them. And before I knew it, yeah, it was it 20 odd years later and I'm still here supporting them. So yeah, that, that, it was literally, it all came through the video game. Um, and then it just stemmed from there, really. And of course, would that mean he's your favourite player as a Packers fan since you've been a fan, or was there any other player that maybe stands out for you as an all-time favourite? Yeah, listen, I don't think Brett Favre's um, in the news for any positive reasons at the moment, so I don't, I'm not sure that will be a, a wise list. The best player has been Aaron Rodgers, of course, uh, but my favourite Packer uh, was probably Jordy Nelson. Uh, mm. I love Jordy Nelson. I thought he was unbelievable. So, but yeah, the, uh, Rogers is it's clearly. I mean, I love Brett Favre. Don't get me wrong, but and I know he won Super Bowls. And but Rogers, I think, was better than him. But yeah, I, I've always had a soft spot for Jordy Nelson, the elite receiver as well. So yeah, he was like the when I was growing up in that era when they, when they obviously went, won the Super Bowl as well. He was like he was probably my favorite player at the time. Yeah, I remember when I first started watching NFL, the first Super Bowl I remember was the one where you beat the Steelers in Dallas. I remember the player I saw first uh, quite liked was uh, Donald Driver. Um, he was someone I, I even though he's a Packers legend and stuff like that, and I never really knew anything about many players, but he's the one player that I always remember <laughs> when I first started watching it, 2010, 2011 sort of time. He was the guy that sort of stood out for me. Um, 
of course, we are here for the whole week 16 review, but we will be going through later on the Dolphins-Packers game. Um, but of course, we want to go through some previous games that took place. So the first one happened on, on Friday or Thursday Night Football as the Jacksonville Jaguars beat the New York Jets by a score of 19 points to three. Now, that's what I want to go to first, because uh, first of all, I want to get your thoughts on the Jets, because Zach Wilson was terrible again. And it looks like you know, Mike White is going to be the guy moving forward. But have you seen a team with sort of you look at the comparison between how good that defense is and how bad the offense has looked? Have you seen a team more sort of lopsided in your time watching the NFL? Yeah, I was trying to think. Really, I, 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 he's he he was horrendous, and I don't know. I I saw him live at the London game. They played the Falcons, mm-hmm. and he looked up. He looked. It was young, but he looked okay. He had a, he had a big arm, I think, but. It just appears to me now, you know, you asked the question about, you know, good defensive and good coming. There's another Wilson in the league who's in the exact same boat at the moment. Although he's got a bit more pedigree, he's in, in a very similar boat. But yeah, uh, it's weird. It just shows, you know, it's an obvious thing to say, isn't it? But I like, think the, the, the quarterback is so important because if the Jets had the 15th, 16th best quarterback in the league, they would, they would be a super, maybe even a Super Bowl contender, at least a playoff team. But it just shows they are getting sunk and, it's mad to say, but Mike White's better than him at the moment. Um, I, I don't think he done himself any. It, it appears like his team don't like him very much as well, which is which is never a good thing, you know. But yeah, they they are. Yeah, I, I do think like the Jets, they're building something really, really good. But and the GM, it's mad because they've got a very good team, but they got that they got that position wrong, and it looks like they got it wrong again. And you know, they, they did it with Sam Darnold, it didn't work out, and now they've done it again with with Zach Wilson. It just feels like. That's the only missing piece you can get. I know there's a lot of free agents this year. I mean, God forbid, you might end up with Geno Smith back in New York. Like, and even if they had him, if he was playing now, like he was, like if he if he transferred to how he's doing now in Seattle over to the Jets, they would be a playoff team. I'm 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 certain of it. So yeah, it's interesting. They've got to get that one right. The issue they might have is that obviously come the draft, they might be too low down in the draft to get a, a good one. So they might be going to free agency. And that way, you know, you're looking at your your Garoppolo's and your Smith so of the world. And listen. They might be good options because I, I agree. Like d- defensively, they they're unbelievable. You know, Sauce Gardner might be the best cornerback in the league, and he's, he's played like fifteen games or something. It's, it's stupidly good, but the, Jacksonville didn't really have to work that hard to win. And with all due respect, like if, if you're not giving Jack, if you're not making Jacksonville work hard to beat you, yeah, some, especially offensively, something's probably going wrong. Yeah, I agree, and it goes back. There's been actually a lot of talk this week about the season or well, the season before that 2021 draft where. Jets start winning games towards the end. There's been a lot of talk about that basically costing them Trevor Lawrence. You look at how you know Trevor Lawrence has really had a really had a resurgence this year and he's become the quarterback, especially the last four weeks or so, the quarterback we all thought we were getting out of Clemson. And it does strike you that yeah, it's great to win games and it's great to have, you know, the the fighting for every game and trying to win as many games as possible. But at the same time, I do think I don't know whether you agree with me, I do think they they, they probably regret those those wins now. It's hard to say because listen, they they are they were a win or two away from from the playoffs. Like I say, if Brees Hall doesn't get injured, they probably might get they might still be in the playoffs because it seemed like when he got injured, that's when they all started going wrong for, for Zach Wilson. So it's hard to say they, they, they regret winning because they would they would say for a while they were in the race to win the division. Never mind just make a wild card. Obviously, before the Bills sealed that one up, so it's difficult, but. I think I swear, you might remember as well if you're a head coach and you're relatively new, like Robert Salah is, losing games gets you sacked, gets you fired. So you know, I mean, it's, it's all good getting better draft pick. But we've seen a coach this year not even last a full season. It happened last season as well. So 
there's no there's no guarantees on anything. You know, if, if it doesn't go right, you might you might you might not be the one who's making those picks. So I, I like the Jets. I think they've got a, they've, they've got a good base. They look like a very good team who can just put in a good free agent quarterback and be fine and be really good. They've got good running backs, good receivers, and, and amazing defensively. So. I think they're they're in good shape, but they just have to get that one right because they, they keep getting it wrong. Listen, it might be Mike White. Mike, Mike, I he's okay, he's decent enough. But I think if they can get a, like again, I just go back to like someone like Jimmy Garoppolo. It just seems like if he's if he's fit and fire, and he looks like he could be a perfect fit there for them. Just a middle of the road quarterback who can take a good defense to the Super Bowl. We've literally seen him do that uh, uh, as well. So someone like that. But yeah, I do feel like a. Uh, it's just gone. It's just gone wrong. It's gone really badly wrong for Zach Wilson. And I just don't see any comeback from it for him. No, I agree, and I think especially with Brock Purdy's sort of emergence this season, I do think Jimmy Garoppolo would be the standout one. I think there's um, you know, Baker Mayfield available, obviously the Mark Jackson, but I don't think he'll. I think he'll get franchise tagged if anything. Um, and I think yeah, Baker Mayfield, Geno Smith is on that list. Um, I think yeah, Geno Smith, Baker, and um, Garoppolo, I think are the three main sort. of players you look at who are free agents. Um, of course, they lost to the Jaguar, Jaguars and they're in a different flipping to them. Um, of course, they with their win and also the Titans with with their surprise loss to the Houston Texans by 19 points to 14, it means that with two games left at the playoff picture currently lies, the Jaguars won in the division, the AFC South with 7-9 record, which you know both, both South divisions aren't exactly uh, being the best this year, but in terms of the Jag, you know they've got they've got the Texans coming up um, next Sunday, and the the Titans have the Cowboys. That could easily be you know a one game lead over the Titans come Week 18 when they both play each other. Um, do you think they can do it? Do you think they can go on and win this division? Well, it's, it's I mean effectively next week doesn't really matter, does it? It all comes down to that Week 18. They could both win. They could both. It doesn't matter. It's a it's a one game shootout. I wonder how that plays into both teams, like. If they, they could lose to the Texans and then still win the division, and vice versa. The Titans, because because of the tiebreak situation, so it, they can definitely do it because it's just what you're essentially saying. It's, it's a one game shootout against the against the against the Titans, who look terrible, by the way. Um, and again, um, Malik Willis might be good one day, but at the moment in time, he is not doing anything. So the, Ryan Tannehill's injured again. Uh, so yeah, I, I actually think I say they can. I think they will. I, I think they'll again this week. They'll probably beat the Texans, but. You wonder at one point, you know, if, the, if there's anybody with any type of injury or anything, just sit them down, don't worry about it, and then just and then just plan to beat the Titans, and, and they certainly can, and I think they probably will. The Titans just look so impotent on offense at the moment. Obviously, um, the quarterback injuries it, it blows up, but the receiving core is not very good. Derek Henry, yeah, that, we had one big run, but all, it, it kept. It felt like it was just, you know, with, with, it was almost nine man boxes at some point from the Texans because they're just not scared of the pass whatsoever. There's no real good receivers, and the quarterback looked like he was struggling. So, if that's still the case, you'd expect the the, the Jaguars to do the same. And like you, you you mentioned before, Trevor Lawrence, I think there was a lot of doubts about him, especially last season. He looked like he, he was struggling a lot. Like this season at the start, he's been hit and miss, but he feels like a very streaky quarterback. Like he he, he has games or within games almost where he looks like he's on fire. And at this moment in time, it looks like he's he's got it together and. Again, with a good with a good running game, uh, I know it was Etienne, wasn't it, the other day because they lost Pierce, but they, they look decent enough. What I like about Trevor Lawrence as well is that he's um, he, he's he's willing to run around a bit more now. It feels like he he was he was trying to be this perfect pocket passer for a while, and I think he's realised no, actually, I'm quite athletic. 
I know I can I can get myself out. Whether it's, it's obviously scrambles or zone reads or whatever, but that that helps them as well. So I I, I would expect them. To, I actually do expect them to win the division. I think the Jaguars will be in the playoffs. Yeah, I agree, and I think that this time of year is all about momentum and all about how a team goes, how their form goes into the end of the season. And I do think that Titans are struggling. I think the Tannehill injury, even though he wasn't perfect, I think that's hit them in a really bad time. I think Derek Henry was. Um, didn't practice either today or yesterday or the day before that. So he's even he's a doubt as well. I think they proved this year that if you stop the the running game, you stop the Titans. And I think Derrick Henry, you know, him not being there potentially against the be- one of the best defenses in the league, I think they'll lose that game. I think the Jags beat the Texans, and I think that Comey Kateen. I think it's hard to tell, but I just think that the Titans are in a bad way, and I think they'll they'll learn from this next season. They'll go into it. After the whole AJ Brown trade, I think they'll now they got a new GM as well, and I think they will try and get a receiver, whether it's free agency or or the draft, because that decision to trade him away was was crazy in my eyes, and I think they've definitely paid the price uh, for that. Um, moving on to Saturday Christmas Eve games, uh, we saw this week as the Bills beat the Chicago Bears thirty five points to thirteen, the New Orleans Saints beat the Cleveland Browns by seventeen points to ten. The Chiefs won again. They won 24-10 against the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals edged out the Patriots a 22-18 win. And the Baltimore Ravens uh, clinched the playoffs with a 17-9 win over the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, the next game I want to focus on is the New York Giants, who took on the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota. And the Vikings did edge out the Giants 27 points to 24. And that's really where I want to start because obviously your co-worker, Chris Pajak, is a big Vikings fan. But I'm looking here at their wins. And I want to go get your thoughts on this because they beat the Patriots, not Patriots, Packers, as you know, come to the week one. But their other wins, they beat the Lions by just four, the Saints by just three in London. They beat the Cardinals by just four. They beat the Dolphins without Tua by, I think it was 10 points or something, no, 8 points. They beat the Commanders by 3, beat the Bills by 3 in overtime. They scraped past the Jets and the Patriots, and they beat the Colts in overtime after being 33. They're 33 points down, 33 nil down at half-time, and they just, they just edge out the Giants. And their losses as well, two of them were by 40 points to 3 and by 24 points to 7. Um do you, I mean, I, I personally think that they are one of the biggest frauds we've seen to be have this many wins. I think they could easily be a nine-win team and not a 12-win team. What's your take? As a Packers fan, you may well meet them in the first round of the playoffs. Um, what's your take on the Vikings? And do you think they're as good as their record suggests? Well, we played them this week as well. So if you want to beat them in the playoffs, you have to beat them this week. Um, uh, it, it depends how you look at it. There's two ways of looking at it, isn't there? And there's that. Well, we win, if you win close games, then that shows you've got something about you. I mean, like that, because they always say that you end up with regression to the mean at some point. Like, like I say, every win since they played the Packers, I think, has been a one score game. Um, so they are, they're always in tight games. Well, I, th- I think what it shows is actually they're pretty good offensively and they're not brilliant defensively. I think that's where we're at. So they're going to be in close games because that's kind of where they're at. Dalvin Cook. I don't know, they, they just haven't been able to seem to cl- close out these games. But, but when you've got such a good passing attack, um, you, you're never out of games like you, you you reference that Colts game and you know if Justin Jefferson goes excuse me Justin Jefferson goes off which he can like he did again at the weekend and then obviously he traded for for Hawkinson as well and he's the same you know they have got such a good passing offense that it's going to be I think it would be hard for them without the running game to kill games off but they're never out of it and they're terrifying to play against because it could be third and 
25 and Jefferson will just get open at 20 for 26. And it's or, or, or worst case, Kirk Cousins will just throw it up in the air and he'll come down with it because he's because Jeff he is just incredible. Like I add in Hawkinson and then Osborne's been playing well. Adam Feelings are there, but he's very, very good as well. The passing game is really, really good. You can't argue against it. I don't think they're very good defensively, and that's I think that's why they keep getting ended up in these close games. Um, and in a very un Vikings like fashion, the kick has been good. Which has helped because that it, it, that doesn't really happen for the Vikings. It's usually kickers who cost them, but like say sixty yard field goal the other day to win or whatever it was. So I don't think I I think there are five teams I think who can win the Super Bowl, and I think there's only two in the NFC. I think it's the Eagles and the 49ers, the only two NFC teams I think can win the Super Bowl, and I think there's three in the AFC. But I think the Vikings are they're, they're playoff worthy, and it's just whether like that that defense can hold up long enough because. It's all well and good flinging the ball around inside domes or whatever, but at some point you might have to go outdoors. You know, going to away in Philadelphia, can that passing game be able to work that well? Who knows? That's probably that the road is probably going to have to go through Philly. Um, maybe it, might, it could work against the Niners if they have to go to San Francisco. So there's there's ways and things about it, but I think they are good. They're clearly the best team in our division. They they, they storm that division, but. I think they're like the next tier below than than if the the elite teams. But like you say, it's one score games. They can anything you know, bounce of a ball or one call here or there can can get it against you. But I think it's the passing attack is so good is what is what why they're in that position. Yeah, I agree. Because looking at the defensive stats, they're second worst in the league when it comes to total yards allowed per game. And then in terms of um, the points allowed in the season, uh, they're like in the bottom, in the bottom five. So it, it's I think that is a big problem. I think you know when they come up against you know Hertz and AJ Brown, or they come up against uh, you know Christian McCaffrey and Debo and AU, and I think all these, even the Cowboys, you got you know that brilliant run game you've got of the Dak Prescott as well. I think that's when they really struggle, and I think that. I think next season when they, they may well get a harder schedule because of winning the division, and I think that could be a massive um, issue for them. But I think this season, you know, they remind me a bit, a bit like the Dolphins in some ways. That on their day they can't beat anyone, but you know they've got limitations when it comes to their pass defense, and I think that is their biggest issue going into the rest of the season. And and for the forward, and I, I I do fear for them that they will lose in the first game, whether it's you guys, whether it's the Lions, whether it's you know, the Seahawks, I th- I think, I just think that they will... Also, it's Kirk Cousins in prime time. I know that he won that game the other day on um, against the Colts, but I think you know, Kirk Cousins is, is is a player that has never really performed in a big game apart from that one Saints game, what was it, three years ago, four years ago, whenever it was? Yeah, like, it's it's difficult because what I will say is that on the flip side, there's, that, there's no guarantees like the, the Packers. They could, they could easily wipe the floor over us again because... I have to I have to emphasize you are right to say, but the passing game is so good and it's so good. It's so varied and they've got four options on every single play. So you you, you double cover Justin Jefferson. A it doesn't really matter because he can catch it, but if that's the case, TJ Hawkinson's streaking down one on one or feeling or Osborne. Uh, they use the running game well as well. So what I think the, the key is gonna be is that it's when they play against a really top level defense because yeah, I don't think their defense isn't going to be able to stop anybody. So they they effectively need to win. That's why it's all one score games. They effectively need to win close games slash shootouts almost. You know, and that that will be tough for them. But they are they can out they can outgun anybody. That's what I would say. That's what they'll be looking at. They'll go listen. We just we can outscore anybody. Um, but I tend to. I don't think they can win the Super Bowl. 
or I wouldn't be listening. That they could get to that first round game, uh, wild card weekend. If, I mean, they, they could even get the two seed. By the way, because there's every there's every possibility they beat us, and then and I think it's the, I think it's the Lions or the, it's the Lions, isn't it? I think they're with them. I'm not sure, but um, I think, I think maybe the Bears. Not. Actually, it's the Bears. I think it's the Bears. Actually, they've got two divisional games to end with, and they could win both of them, and then it. So they could even get. They could even be the two seed. So. It, I, I I would expect them actually to win on wildcard weekend. I think the better than I think they would win on wildcard weekend, and then it'll be divisional round where they probably come up against a really good team where they might end up going out. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be interesting to see what they can do the rest of the season. Um, other games that went on on Christmas Eve, the Lions lost again. They lost by twenty no, thirty seven points to twenty three over the Carolina Panthers. That was good. That was help. That was good for us. From a Packers point of view, that we needed like five results to all go our way mm. on that day to keep things relatively close, and every single one of them happened before. So we went into Christmas knowing, oh my goodness, this is a big game because I think, it, like you say, it, we we had um, actually funny enough, we, the, the Vikings winning was a, one of those results. So the Giants losing was great for us. Uh, Washington losing, in a way. The Cowboys win and help the Packers in certain ways as well, due to strength of schedules and all, and also the fact that Philly can't rest players against Washington later on. So yeah, it was weird that you mentioned all these games, and obviously the Lions getting beat by the Panthers was a big one as well. Everything I was sitting there on Christmas Eve, obviously half wrapping presents, getting the stuff ready and doing it with red zone. I was like, everything is falling our way, which probably means we're going to poo the bed tomorrow. Thankfully, we didn't. But yeah, it, 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 it did feel like like it was written somewhere that every every single result that like, we needed like five things to go our way, and they did. It was it was it was a, it was a it was a good uh, good Christmas Eve that, on that on that front. Yeah, and it was certainly helped the next day by the Dolphins Packers game. It was a twenty six to twenty win for the Green Bay Packers against the Dolphins. That means it's now a Fourth straight loss when it comes to the Dolphins. Um, as we went from a one point in the second overall seed to now where they where they're still the seventh seed, but it's um it's getting worse and worse. But in terms of the game itself, obviously it was fairly tight for the first three quarters, and then the the whole the basically the whole second half that the offense imploded with two are throwing three interceptions in the second half, as now that means that the Packers um, are now seven and eight. They're well in the um, in the playoff hunt. And looking at their, their schedule, I mean, it's a real massive upturn of form because I was at Lambeau Field just a month ago when he lost the Titans on Thursday Night Football. You know, it seemed dead. It seemed dead to rights your season. No one thought, you know, they would they would go on and do this. And they've won at the moment. It's three games straight for the first time since week four. Um What's your take been on the season? Because it's been before the season, everyone had you as one of the contenders. We had a few Packers fan on in our season preview. Uh, Abby had, I think Abby had an un- unbeaten season. Everyone had you guys winning the division. Everyone had you winning double digit games. But it's not turned out that way. But the form recently has been really good. I mean, you've beaten the Rams 24 12, beat the Bears 28 19, and then you beat ourselves 26 20. And you've got the Vikings and Lions left. Just what's your take been on what's been a really weird season for you guys? Yeah, this offensively really, 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 really poor, struggling really to get things going. The the, the turnaround in form has come from. I think the running game's gotten better. Rogers was injured. And I think he's he's getting a bit better now. He got injured obviously against the Giants at, at Tottenham, and it, it, after that it was a bit ropey. And then he had he had to miss a game. Obviously missed the one of the games where he got taken off for Jordan Love, but. 
Yeah, and I think defense. We're not very good defensively. Is the is the the overall point of it? We just can't stop any. We couldn't stop anybody for a long time. And when that was happening, usually you think, well, Rogers will bail us out or something. We we just it just didn't work. We had the receiving game went everywhere. So obviously losing the Fontaines in the summer was obviously going to be a blow. And then Christian Watson took a while to get settled in. He he, he started to come back around, but obviously he got injured again. So. Every team gets injuries, but I just think the Packers that, that didn't hurt, but sorry, that didn't help them. But I think what it shows is actually is that Pack, the Packers have always been a, a very good team, but but Rogers has, has elevated them. Um, and this season, when Rogers was just good to below average, whatever at times bad, there was nothing else to kind of. It was like everything is so Aaron Rodgers centric that if he doesn't play well, it's really really tough for the Packers to do anything of note, and that's what it was. Even now, the other day. He was streaky. He means he's had more interceptions this season than he had in the last two or three. It's, it's mad. Like he never he never throws picks, and this year he has. Um, it's obviously been you see him fighting with his receiver at times, or they run the wrong route, or, or whatever. So it has just been a bit messy. And like we are talking about the playoffs here, and the fact that they might get in. Um, they can't. I don't, I don't think they can win the Super Bowl. They're not. They're not near that level. So. It would be nice to be in the playoffs, of course. But I just, listen, I, I don't. I, I can't see the Packers going on the road. Three times and winning, they just I just something to build for that this year. Um, but like I say, what what was interesting about the Dolphins case, like we got we got pressure on Tua without our best pass rusher. We're down a corner, the linebackers coming back helps. Um, and obviously Tua through it's throwing it to them helps as well. But it, it it does feel a bit. They start to get players just about back. So Jones and Dylan is, is the key. They've been fitting healthy and we've been using them a lot. And then a lot of the passing game will be intermediate passes. To Cobb or to Dobbs, a bit of Watson, and then we'll try and go for the big play once a quarter. It happened against the 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 Dolphins where they hit Mercedes Lewis. <laughs> no, the, I don't think Mercedes Lewis has run that far over ten years. He's usually just that, but and he probably dropped it as well, which didn't help. But I, I think that's what it is. We, we're, we're a bit predictable, but we, yeah, that's, what I would say about them is like you know you've you've seen other teams just like just fold the seasons in and just this isn't this isn't for us. See you later. You know, reference the Indianapolis Colts in that regard. You know, they try to just don't look. They, 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 you know, they, they, how do you, you get? How do you thirty three and they're looking lose? And then and it, it's just things like that. At least the Packers always fight hard. I think the well, they've got the the head coaches a really good head coach. I really like Matt Lafleur, and he gets the lads going. But yeah, defensively, he's not been great. Um, I actually think one of the turnarounds, sorry to to, to go on a bit, has actually been on special teams as well. Is that we were. We had Amari Rogers catching kickoffs and punts, and he was—I think he fumbled like eight of them. It was—it was mad. And then they bring Keisha Nixon in, and he first of all he can catch, and second of all he can retain the ball. And all of a sudden, it was like, wow, this is what it's like to have an actual return game where not every drive is starting in your own fifteen or with your team with the ball. Um, I think that was a that was a huge play at the weekend on that kickoff return. That was one of the things that swung it. So just the the, the bits around the edges have started coming together. It's not—it's not there yet, but. It's not as embarrassing as like you know. I think it was like five straight again. You know, I remember Taylor Heineke did he beat us, and then like you say, we lost in Lambo on a Thursday to the Titans, and it was just a big. It, we lost in London to the to the Giants. It was all a do, very doom and gloom. It feels like we had a, a few green shoots recently because they were rubbish. Like I can't emphasize that. in that losing streak, they were they were really really bad, and it looked like this is the end of Rogers. Everything's going to go. Jordan Love's going to be on the team before we start long. We're going to trade Rodgers away and all of a sudden you start to turn it round a little bit where it's a bit more respectable now. 
Yeah, and I think there was one point where I think Jordan Love came in during a game I can't think of they were playing where he looked all right. And I think a lot of people were thinking, season's done, do you just play him and just let him have some reps? And then it's just been turned around completely. And I think you mentioned Keechel Nixon. I was actually going to give him a next point because he's really come into the limelight the last few weeks. I think the Rams game, he was good as well. And obviously this game, he was a big component of that win. And I think that was a big thing. Um, but in terms of the Dolphins fan, me, I... I it's a worry, but it's still there's still hope for me because if we beat the, the Patriots and we the Jets lose to the Seahawks, we are in regardless of what happens the next week. And I think for me that's our, our goal was start of the year was to make the playoffs. I don't think anyone was ever thinking we we're gonna win a division or be a you know fifth seed. I think everyone was sort of thinking if we're gonna make it, it's gonna be as a wildcard team. And I think that's some sort of progress. I think I've been a bit Myth by some of the play calling by McDaniel at times, although with a guy as funny as he is, it's really hard to be mad at him. And he's also a first year coach. I think that he does get a freebie. Whereas you know, if it's second or third year, as Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury is now discovering that free pass does go once you hit your second or third year. So I think McDaniel will learn from the season regardless. And I think that whatever happens the rest of the year uh, with Tua, I, I think I don't think he'll play certainly this week. And I think. I'm certainly not against him being out the rest of the year because at the end of the day, his health is way more important than, than anything than winning games. So I think it's a worry because we were eight and three at one point. It's a worry. And I think that once again, it is our defense of letting us down because offensive wise, if you exclude the two interceptions, you know, we are a team that has been lights out on offense. And even in this game, I think Hill and Waddle had about between a combined nine uh, receptions about, you know, I think about 170 yards or something. So, you know, the offense for me was mostly good. I think the second half was obviously a meltdown, but I think, you know, we proved that, you know, we can beat anyone on a day and I think our offense can just turn it on whenever they need to. But I think our defense has to start performing better because we're, we're allowing too many big plays. And I, I'm at a point now where I'm generally more comfortable with the team being defending the third and one than I am team defending a third and 12 because the amount of big plays on pass defense we allow is just it's just too many but you know I've still got faith I think I'm still I still think we can beat the Patriots even without Tua and I think that even if it's down to the run game I think we will beat them but if we don't and the Jets win against the Seahawks that's that's a mammoth of a last game and I really do think that it's going to be a really tense my birthday is also on that weekend so I'm hoping that my birthday isn't ruined too much by that. Mate, that that's a that's a tough game. The Patriots were a backup to play, and the, the two things it, it would create it's strange. Like we don't even know when he got concussed. Mm. But if you look at some of those last throws, it wouldn't be shocked if it was before, especially the last one. It's just like it, it, that looks like someone who's not altogether there. I think that's fair to say that that was a, just throws it to the, to the guy. It's strange. Like I know he's had concussion issues, but it's very it's weird that he goes into concussion protocol on the Monday. Um, mm. Obviously, Bridgewater's going to put the Patriots' defense is really good. They've got, the offense is bad, but that that that's a tough game for a, a, a backup. It's, it's an experienced backup to go into. And I like you say what I felt from a Packers from playing Dolphins was that I, I was the big play is always there. Like I think two had two hundred yards off five rows or something, but it always felt like it was big play or nothing. The, like the the underneath stuff wasn't really working for them. I think the and then the Packers started trying to almost bracket Tyree Kill out of the first. I think it's the first interception comes. He's like he's, he's got a ring around him, and it was like, well, let's get somebody else to, to beat us then. And two made the wrong read. Like there was five other guys he should have threw that ball to before he threw it to the triple covered guy. But I, 
it might suit the, it might suit the dolphins to be with, with Teddy if they do to be a bit more intermediate. Uh, but I, I think that's a tough game. I actually think I actually think they probably lose, but I think the Seahawks might beat the Jets anyway, which which which, which, is, which is helps going in for it. But I think the Patriots defense is really good. The pass rush is excellent. They cover well, and they the only thing that's the, the, the weird thing of the Patriots, you know, playing against them a long time, is that they look really poorly coached this year. Mm. Usually, they're, they're, that that's something you don't get with them. You know, I know they've got my position coaching. They just make dumb mistakes like that you just don't associate with them. But they are still a very good defense, and for a backup quarterback to play against them, I think that would be tough. Yeah, and I think. The offense have been a big issue because their defense is actually really good. I mean, Matt, you know, an absolute beast. I mean, they're just like that. It's the one thing keeping them in games. And I think that, you know, the one against the win against the Jets at 10 3 was the last second. I mean, that was all on the, on the, the defense is, is to thank for that because their offense was not performing at all. Mac Jones has severely regressed with Patricia as his OC. Um, and I think that's. One thing I think we'll see next year, I think there's a lot of talk of Bill O'Brien coming in as the OC. Um, there's also some people talking about, you know, actually comparing it to they might, some people think Hackett may come back to the Packers. Now he's been five of the Broncos. And I think there's a lot of talk that with Daniels, if he loses his job at the Raiders, they may well just bring him back and have him there going forward. But I think, yeah, the Patriots are as bad as they've been on offense. And, you know, but you can never really write out the, the Patriots. Bill Belichick, as difficult as the season's been, I think they're a team that you can never really, really bet against. Um, we will go on to our final game before ending the episode. Um, sort of, Eagles did lose their second game of the season. They lost 40 points to 34 to the Cowboys, but did have Gardner Minshew rather than Jaden Hurts. The Steelers won a last, um, well, with 40 seconds to go, they won this game against the Raiders, 13 points to 10, which was a memory, of course, to Franco Harris. And then Christmas Day saw the Rams beat the Broncos by 51 points to 14, which did ultimately cost Hackett his job. The Buccaneers still lead the NFC South. They won by 19 points to 16 against the Arizona Cardinals. And then finally, the Chargers confirmed their place in the playoffs uh, by beating the Colts 20 points to 3, which did eliminate the Colts from their own playoff contention. Um, Before we do go, we're going to give Steve one last question before we do go. Um, We're going to give you a chance to name me your Super Bowl matchup and who's going to win it. I think it will be the Forty Niners against the Bills, and I think the Bills will win. That's not a bad shout. I was <laughs> Bills as well, uh, but I think the Bills will win against the Eagles. I think the Eagles. I do think it'll be. I'll be shocked if it isn't the Eagles Niners. NFC Championship game, and I do think that as good as he's been coming in, Brock Purdy is yet to, you know, really face like a, a, a big, big game. And I think that, you know, I've, I have this feeling I had the same thing as Jared Goff when he made Super Bowl a few years ago. I do think, even though he's been really good, he has all the potential sort of really letting that occasion get to him. And I think that the Eagles, with both teams, are very welcome. I think Shanahan is maybe the best, Shanahan has the best scheme in the NFL. He's been, he's been amazing. But I just think that the Eagles maybe have, I don't know, it'd be, it'd be a great game, it'd be a, it'd be a great game to watch, but I think I think the Bills will, will find a way to beat them. I think they're, yeah, I think they're a team that isn't perfect, but I think they're, again, hitting form at the right time, and I think they're, they will go on and win it, and I think that it will be a, 
yeah, a Bills win. Um, but that has been the end of our week, week 16 review. So um, thank you, Steve, for coming on, first of all. Thank you for having me. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. No problem at all. And if obviously you, I will put Steve's details all in our tweets when you do get this podcast released. Uh, so you can find his work on there. And for the Redmen TV show, um, so if you're a Liverpool fan and you want Liverpool content and you don't know the Redmen TV, then do check out his work. But that has been the Across the Pod NFL podcast. I've been Andy, this has been Steve, and we will see you guys next time. <laughs>